Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so it doesn't replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice, okay? Well, guys, we made it. It is December, basically the end of the year. I mean, there's lots of memes out there saying, look, at this time of the year, you just give up on life. Quiet quitting, am I right? That's what we're doing in December. We stop working on company time. That's what we do. Hey, if you are new to the My Millennial Money podcast, this episode, it's purely for the lols and the entertainment factor. We do a lot of stuff throughout the year that provides lots of factual information and money stuff, but it is the end of the year and I just thought today we'll have a bit of a laugh and read some stuff in the Facebook group. We are answering the question with a special guest, how to get rich, wrong answers only. My name's Glenn James and you're listening to My Millennial Money. Well, earlier on in the year, we had Matt Hay join us on the podcast. He's Australia's biggest Glamazon. Matt, welcome back to the show. Hi, Glenn, and hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. So, we're just chatting today. We're reading out all this funny stuff. Which is quite nice. It's quite good to relax. It is. We're recording in the Trash Alley studios today, and... Uh, usually I have to be so organized to be here today. So it's actually nice to just walk in, have you hand me the piece of paper and what we're doing and me just get to relax. Well, that's what it's all about. So Trash Alley, it is on Spotify. Yes. Exclusive. Spotify original. original. Sorry. Yes, actually. So (laughs) there's not much difference between the exclusive and the original, but yeah. And we talk pop culture. It's nothing to do with money. I actually hardly know anything about money. Yeah, so neither do I. Do you have a name for your listeners as well? Oh, because you do trash bags. We call them trash bags, yeah. I reckon I call mine dirt bags. Okay, no, dirt bags. <laughs> I don't. Well, I love them. M-M-M. Like, you can call them the M&Ms. The M&Ms, M&Ms yes. Or the M3ers. The M3ers, yeah. I was thinking M3ers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll workshop this. We'll, we can come back to this at a later date. Totally. <laughs> So we're in the Trash Alley studios. It stinks of cigarettes and <laughs> the floor is and sticky. <laughs> yeah, the floor's and sticky. Poor Uber ratings. <laughs> yeah. So look, we're reading a thing that we put in the Facebook group How to Get Rich. Wrong answers only. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, if someone said to you how to get rich, how would Matt Hay get rich? <laughs> if I had to just make it up and well, lie. Well, if you were, if you had to get rich. Um, <laughs> playing the pokies. Won yeah. the major jackpot at the casino. Yeah. Had yeah. a great night at the castle on Friday night. Love it. Love Went it. off with the, won the major. Or what do you call it? The grand. The Not grand. even the major, sorry. We won the grand. <laughs> we won the big one. And um, everyone was screaming. We were having a great time. And I took my, my check and left. Love it. Yeah. Love that. So... One crazy thing, what would you say is, if off the top of your head again, mm. is there a dumbest thing you've ever done with money? Dumbest thing I've ever done with money? Um, probably, funnily enough, 
play the freaking pokies. <laughs> when I was when I first turned eighteen, I was like, "Yeah, let's go." And actually, I I have like a story here, mm. which like is so not an appropriate like it's an appropriate story to tell, but it's like not good. It's like when I was eighteen, my friend and I we really wanted to go to London and live in London together, and it was gonna cost us like four grand to like go to London and then get one of those um you know you work in a bar over there, and so you only have the money to get over there, and then you kind of work and pay your way there. And so I, we were going to go to London and she was like, okay, I'm ready to go. I have all the money. And I like didn't. And she was like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go to London. And the reason that I didn't have the money is because I kept playing the bloody pokies, <laughs> pissing my money away. Oh. And so she went to London literally for two and a half years, lived her best life. And I was stuck here in Australia, like still. At the RSL. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a feature. Oh. Well, they'll get you those features. All right, what what have we got here? I'm going to start with James Simmons, How to Get Rich. Wrong answers only. Invest in meme coins. Did you ever buy crypto? No. Through the craze? No, mm-hmm. I didn't because I, d- I can't do things that I don't understand. That's good. So I need to understand it and like really think it through. Obviously, I did a lot of research on pokies, <laughs> but um, I really didn't understand like what crypto was or how it worked, so I never really did it. Mm. Ed... I can't pronounce your surname, Ed, but whatever. Just say Ed. Ed, keep shoveling money into obscure crypto coins. Yeah, there's a lot of – that's funny. Like all the – I saw an article just yesterday or today. All these luxury watches are flooding the second-hand market because all the crypto bros and all the people that made heaps of money oh. have got no money anymore. So, oh. <laughs> so they're selling all their luxury watches. <laughs> Any funny ones over there? Um, or any. Someone said take up cigarettes. <laughs> They're bloody expensive, doll. People are just going on holidays to Bali just to afford a pack of smokes these days. Buy a lottery ticket every month for the rest of your life. <laughs> Do you buy a lottery ticket ever? Oh, uh, I did once, just as just a once. joke. Well, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase this. A friend of mine in the States, there was a, um, a billion dollar jackpot. Mm. And I'm like, you've got to get tickets because I need half a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we didn't win. I'm just I'm one of those people who will buy one just like, you know, when there's the real big ones. Probably yeah. only once or twice a year. Do you year. know what they call a uh, lottery? They call it the tax on the poor because a lot of poorer people traditionally buy lottery tickets and the government owns the lottery. Right. So yeah, the tax right. on the poor. Oh, life is just one big scam, isn't it? It is. It really is. Sarah Downey, join an MLM. Have you ever been? I have. <laughs> Hotel. Oh, yeah. So um, I it was it was a little bit different though. So there's an MLM that's called the Body Shop at Home, and we all know the Body Shop, which is in every bloody yeah. Westfield ever. So I used to work there, and then I um, was only a Christmas casual, and my contract ended, and they didn't keep me on, and so I was approached by someone who worked at the body shop at home and said, hey, we like throw parties. We sell all the same products and it's exactly the same. You just go into people's homes and and do it and they throw parties and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like not realizing what an MLM was at that time because I'd only just turned 18. And 
I did it and I made a bit of money. And look, I'm going to say honestly, (laughs) I'm not saying MLMs are good, but like working for the body shop at home, I didn't feel that bad about it because I was like, well, I already know the products. Like I know that it's good, but they had all the sign up, you know, sign up other people and get their commission. I never did any of that because I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Um, And then one time I almost got sucked into Amway. One of my friends was like, you are, you know, you're when I was starting on YouTube and stuff back in the day, uh, she said, oh, you know, like, come to this seminar with me. Come to this seminar. And she was like, um, they teach you just all these things about how to run a business. Like, it'd be great for your social media. You know, you've only just started. So, like, get your feet, run, like, you know, hit the ground running sort of thing and uh, come to this seminar. And there's so much uh, learning to be had. And I was like, okay. And she's like, oh, I'll cover the cost of the ticket. And I was like, okay, like whatever. So we went all the way down to Sydney from the central coast and went to what turned out to be an Amway seminar. And there was like no information on how to run a business. It was just like applaud clapping everybody who had done a good achievement that year. And I knew straight away what I had walked into and I was like, there's absolutely no way. And then of course the whole car ride home an hour and a half on the freeway was her then being like, so if you sign up or when you sign up, I think was the language she was using. She was like, so when you sign up, um, this is what will happen for you. And then you can work towards this. And I'm like, babes, I'm trying to be a full-time YouTuber over here. I don't want to be selling cleaning products. It's so bad. Like I got sucked in, I think when I was like 18 or 19, a friend's house, they're like, come over. We want to tell you about our new business idea. (laughs) And you get in and it's just like, they're they're putting this pitch on. And my brain is like, yeah, but how do people actually buy the product? Like there's no Amway website that I can buy the Amway product direct. It's all good. It's like, it's so wild. And the people that listen to this regularly, I was just a couple of months ago in Florida at a big conference and next to our money conference, there was an MLM conference and it was so wild and they had these like big pillars and they had like these five-star directors and, you know, the ones that earn multi-million dollar yeah. a year. Anyway, going back one day, I was in the lift with this woman and she got out and we were walking kind of down the hallway and she's on the phone to her mum trying to sign her mum up. Like, oh, no, mum, you'll come under um, Marcy, um, who's my director. And you can, yeah, that's how it will work. Like full on putting the cell on. Oh, my God. To your own like family. Yeah. Like they just have no, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But you know what? In I know we're talking about silly ways or what were we calling it? I don't know. How to get rich. How to get rich. But like they were joking, but how to get rich literally though would actually be, I don't know how ethical it is, but to start an MLM. Like imagine you were at the top of the pyramid. Why don't we start a My Millennial Money MLM? Oh my God. We beat the <laughs> jackpot doll. <laughs> There's another one here. Kelly Colgate. I wonder if she's any relation to <laughs> the Colgate. The Colgate. <laughs> Buy high, sell low. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. Marry a rich man. Uh, this one's from Beck. Marry a rich man and have him die in mysterious circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alexandra's replied, they said wrong answers, silly. <laughs> <laughs> Tegan Gale, work a nine to five job. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh Ooh, no, we can't talk about the cost of living and inflation. It's oh. all gone wrong. I'm over it. When's it coming down, Glenn? When's soon. it coming down? Soon. Thank God. I'm on, I'm on the ABC. Everyone keeps saying uh, soon. Tomorrow morning. When are we We're recording this on? On Monday the, what's the date? The 4th or the 5th? Yeah, it's the 5th of December. Yeah, so this episode's actually going up on Thursday this week. 
because we ran out of stuff to put up. Oh, okay, great. So whatever. But tomorrow morning, I'm on the ABC Radio National talking about like interest rates and when they're going to cost of down. living and all that. I got no idea what I'm talking about. Oh God, literally, that's. <laughs> Isn't that funny? No, that's something to talk about. That's how to get rich quick. Get on like sunrise and shit doing like, oh, can we swear? Yeah. Okay, great. Get on sunrise and shit and um, like just talk about things that you have, have no Maybe on knowledge of. ABC Radio National tomorrow morning, I'll be like, hey guys, don't worry about interest rates. Let me tell you about my millennial money networking. MLM. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Alana Gray, oh, she said, she she also said, join an MLM hashtag boss babe. <laughs> oh, oh no! Do you identify as a boss babe? Absolutely not. <laughs> Do you? Sometimes I can see you <laughs> yeah. as a boss babe. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cutting, take a thirty k personal loan to buy speculative lithium stock. That might be a bit close to home for Jack. <laughs> oh, Maybe he did. You reckon that's a bit on the nose? He's literally well, done that. It's very specific. Some of these ones that are specific. Here's one that's specific. M said, have multiple kids with multiple health needs that aren't recognised by either NDIS or PBS or the only treatment options aren't recognised by the Australian government and have to travel overseas for medical treatment. Oh, and add in about 10K of dental work for one of the three said children. Hashtag rolling in. (laughs) That one is close to home. Hope the kids are good and have a great Christmas. Leah Marie, put it all on black. (laughs) <laughs> See, I, I'm okay. I'm a red girl. <laughs> if yeah. I am going to play, You'll is go it on bad there. that I'm talking about that on this podcast? I don't care. Okay, great. It's your reputation, you know, it's not my mine. Reputation. <laughs> if I, look, I don't play very often, but if I am going to play, if I am going to have a night out, I'm, I'm always going red. I don't know why. Well, they say once you go red, you never go back. <laughs> Andy McDonald, cashies. Gotta love What's the cashie. Cashy? Like the when you do. I don't know. My. A cash job? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like you get paid ca- yeah. cash in hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically that would be a good way to get rich because you wouldn't be paying tax. No. Highly illegal, but I mean, go for your life. Yeah, you do you. Ella, how are you, Ella? I know you. Ella Hannon, head down to the casino with your house deposit savings and go wild. Okay. Yeah. That could be a very good house or you're still living at home. Well, put it on red and see what happens. Exactly. Anything else there? Um... Sell a house to a friend. Here's one. <laughs> this one has 13 likes. Oh, this was, I think this was weird. We go on. Okay. Sell a house to a friend for cheap and then claim bankruptcy to get it back when still owing more than it's sold for. Yeah, this guy, I don't know if he was trolling, but he put a thing up in the Facebook group going, if I bought a million dollar house and then sold it to my friend for $20,000... And then, I don't I didn't even remember, but you can't sell a house for less than the mortgage on it because the bank have a mortgage on it. Right. Does that make sense? No, but okay, okay I'll believe you. Right. <laughs> well, okay, so you know how, we may as well cover some financial education Okay, today. yeah, sure, sure. So you know when like people go, I don't own the house, the bank does. Yeah. Well, technically you own the house because the rates are in your name. Yeah. But the title sits with the bank. And they've got a lien against it or a financial interest, which is a mortgage. Right. So when your uncle or aunt says, oh, we don't own this bloody house, the bank does, you can go, well, technically you own it and there's a mortgage against it. Yeah. Ruin Christmas by (laughs) starting a mortgage fight. (laughs) Yeah. Okay? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, Trinity. Ooh, she also said join an MLM scheme and get rich. Cool. (laughs) Openers. 
Sorry, I keep forgetting to intro their names. Avery says, open as many credit cards as you can in your own name, then your parents' names, then your partner, your <laughs> friends, your enemies. Infinite credit cards equals infinite money. Love that. Love that for her. Avery, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. Sally Ryan, click on the link from a foreign prince. Yeah, I've got a similar one from Jasmine. Respond to that email that you got from your great, 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 great grandmother's <laughs> lawyer saying you were the only one in the will for $10 million inheritance. <laughs> Do you know, for fun, and I've stopped doing it because someone close to me said, you're a psychopath, but whatever, we'll go there. You know how on WhatsApp you get these random messages? Yes. I doubled down. What and I mean? put on the act. My name was Daniel. I live in South Australia or Perth or whatever. I work in um, marketing. And I was like talking back to this person because they were trying to like build Feeding a relationship. The scammer. Yep, yeah, yep, 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 I was yep. trying to scam the scammer. And how'd you go? Not good. Because no. <laughs> I, I think like on the other WhatsApp end, it's not just one person. So if you write a message, someone will come back and pick up the conversation. Right. And I'm like, oh, babe, you feel, I feel like something's up. You sound different today. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. you were like trying to beat them. You were like I was trying two to, steps ahead. Yeah, I was trying to like catfish the catfisher. <laughs> but it didn't work. No, it, it got a bit out of control because like I randomly googled like random guy's photo put my some random photo on my profile changed the name and a friend texts me like why's your name like daniel or michael on whatsapp <laughs> with you, get, you get so stuck into these things and then you go oh i've got normal like work yeah, contacts on here as well i was invested into like catfishing the scammer yeah also, I love this one from someone, don't know who this is. His name's Glenn James. Never Ooh. heard of him. Um, build a huge money podcast with some type of ethical standards around customer debt and then sell it to Afterpay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can be bought. Do you reckon? No. Oh. Well, yeah, no. Uh, but here's the thing though, Glenn. <laughs> Let's put you on the spot. All right. Afterpay comes to you and says, we want to buy my millennial money for $50 million. What are you doing? <sighs> Like, at what price would you sell the podcast to Afterpay? And if Afterpay's listening... Yeah, my email is team at... (laughs) Look, I I honestly don't think I could do it. Okay, I would. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, if I had built the podcast around, like, money and not using Afterpay and Afterpay came to me and said $50 million, Mm. I'm taking that money and saying, sorry, people, just deal with it. I couldn't do it because I'd have to go back to them and say... Oh, I could probably do it for 55. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, life's a bit short. Um, or or I kind of spin it. So I sell it and I tell everyone's like, hey, there's a new owner. I've sold it for a lot of money. Mm. I'm going to give a lot of that to charity. Nah, I don't want nah. to with that. Okay, just, whatever. Just take, take money your 50 and million and live your lifestyle, <laughs> you know? You, no, don't, I, you don't have to be a good person. Who says you've got to be a good person? Let's talk I about just, that. Let's ruin Christmas with that. <laughs> I don't know. I prob- Just for the record, I, I'm not doing it, everyone. I, I can't I'm just do it. kidding. Obviously, we, but also, we want to be good me. people, but if after pay off at 50 million, we'd probably not be good people. Yeah, email me. <laughs> I'll talk to anyone. <laughs> okay, what else have you got? Josh Nicholson, sell your collection of 90s Chicago Bulls basketball cards. Okay. So that didn't work, obviously. No. That, I felt like that was a bit on the nose. Like I mm. feel like that was a bit... Oh, 
Quick question. Yeah. We're just talking about money. Yeah. We're going to an ad break because I need to actually earn some money. Oh, is it an ad about Afterpay? Sure. <laughs> Listen do up. Want, do you want to take us to an ad break? Yeah, like sure. it's Trash Alley. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. We don't even have ad breaks oh, on Trash you? Alley. Not very often. No, no one wants to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I take the 50 million from Afterpay, Dale. But anyway, you're listening to My Millennial Money with Glenn James and co-star extravaganza, all right, hey, for one day only. We're going to go to an ad right now. We'll be back in a second. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Which is what they do, isn't it? Oh, but it, okay. So, like, real talk uh, for the small business owners there. The problem is when you build your business for the first time, I feel like some of these things I can give some actual legit advice. Mm-hmm. When you're building your business for the first time, you've got to focus number one on how to get customers sent to you because often a lot of businesses when they start out, they'll do their friends and I'm talking legitimate businesses like graphic designer websites or something. They'll sell stuff to their friends, their neighbors, the the family members. And then once their little little network of who they know runs out, the business stops because so they've you've got to focus on going to someone who can send you clients. Mm. So you'll always have customers. Gosh. Great advice. Way to kill the Doesn't vibe. Doesn't apply to me, but no. anyway, hopefully applied to one of you listening. Mm. Natasha um, Lisa, OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, though? Mm. Would you she, do that? She said she said that as a joke, right? But mm. I think that's a not a joke. I reckon OnlyFans is a great way to make money. Would I do OnlyFans? No, because I don't I don't think I could deal with the fact that no one would pay. Yeah. But if pe- <laughs> maybe that's what she means. But if people are paying... It's one of the easiest w- ways. I mean, it's not saying it's an easy job, but like, you know, 
Oh. The subscription-based yeah. service, we know, yeah. is a tried and tested way to make money if people are going to pay it. Mm. It's like selling tickets to shows. It's like, you know, like that's why I want to do live shows because people don't understand how quickly um, the cost of a ticket like adds up when you do, uh, like if you're doing, uh, I don't know, a, oh. a thousand seats in a theatre and you're selling them for $50, that's $50,000. You know mm. what I mean? Like people don't understand how quickly... Those sorts oh, of expensive, things. Expensive, yeah. Yeah, like how was your um, comedy tour a couple of months ago? Yeah, great. Yeah, I think we recorded just before. Just I, before you went on the road. Before I went on the mm. Australian tour, yeah. or before I did the comedy. Had I already done the comedy shows? You're about to. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was great. We sold out uh, almost the entire season. We sold out every show except Canberra. So thanks, Canberra. Okay, so um, <laughs> so this is funny. We when we do our national tour, I don't know if you've found this in Canberra. Mm. A lot of public servants there, mm-hmm. wonderful people, mm-hmm. and we've got a lot of great listeners in Canberra. When we, <laughs> after our Canberra show, I had people message me and apologize on behalf of Canberrians or whatever, yeah, because they're just so reserved yeah. and quiet. No, I got that. I yeah. got the messages. I actually, um, and it's all good. I just had to like go. All right, we've got a live one here. <laughs> no, it's definitely a thing. Um, so every. Other show, I mean, I love love everyone in Canberra. Love you, but like, you know, don't take this wrong way. But like every other show, people were just like screaming, laughing. I had people literally piss themselves. The venue had to throw out the seats. Like it was awful. And everyone just was like having a good time. And I was just like, you know, letting loose and it was great. In Canberra, I felt like I was giving a TED talk. Yes. And what the weirdest thing about it was, was like it's... Every other show was like tried and tested. Everyone, I know exactly where everyone's going to laugh. And then I'd say the joke in Canberra and no one would laugh. And like, you know, in the show as a comedian, you go, okay, this is one of my best jokes. So this is going to get a really big laugh. So this is where I'm going to take a sip of water so that I can keep going and cool myself down. And I've got about 30 seconds to recover here. In Canberra, I'd be like, here's the joke. Go to take a sip. No laugh. No sip of water. Oh shit, what's next? You know what I mean? And like try and recover. And it was so funny because, I mean, they were laughing. They had a good time. And everybody said afterwards, like, how good the show was. But um, one at one point, I felt like I was, like, making my, saying my jokes. And I just wasn't getting the response that I was thinking of. And so I then made a joke that I just said, oh, this feels like a TED talk for some reason. Oh. They lost it. Oh. They went crazy. They all pissed themselves at that joke. And I was like, okay, I just can't gauge Canberra as an audience. Like, I still had a fabulous time. By the end of the show, like, I was loving my life. It was yeah. all good. It was just like the first 10 minutes, it threw me off a little bit because I was like, oh, yeah. like, what's going I, on? I, I will always do Canberra. It's just interesting. Yeah, same. Like, um, and hello to everyone in Cam Vegas. <laughs> um... <laughs> Tisa Agua also said OnlyFans. Yeah, I if I was better looking, I probably would capitalise on that. Yeah, maybe this is the thing. They just have low self-esteem, so they think it's not a good way to get mm. rich. But I, I think know. it is. Alicia Dunlop, become a boss babe. Yeah. I'll yeah, I think we've pr- pretty much covered that. Like, everybody seems to be saying the same. Oh, this is, oh, this is good. This one's hit close to home. Marcus Fever. Overleverage yourself to buying an investment property in Western Australia at the peak of the mining boom. <laughs> oh. um. Sim Lin. Become UKPM for 44 days and get a pension for life. Oh, see again, that's a smart one in my yeah. opinion. And I said to them, I said wrong answers only. <laughs> you said at the start of the 
show, you asked me a question, which was, what would I do to get rich really quick? Yeah. And obviously, I, I made a joke about playing the pokies. What mm. would yours be? <sighs> do you have to be ethical? <laughs> no. Would it be sell to afterpay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, gosh. How to get rich quick. How would I do it? I, gosh, I th- I don't think I could because in some instances there could be a level of deceitfulness and being unethical to people. What What do you mean? Well, like it could, you know, get it, get rich quick. I mean, what's rich? Um, it it would have to be some type of product mm. that I could sell online. That was like really sizzly and hot and like so like drop shipping, yeah, You'd or like a, a I tried that in the pandemic. Yeah, how did it go? No, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, didn't, obviously didn't work at all, Joel. Yeah, yeah. I'm still flogging HelloFresh on Instagram, <laughs> so you know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm actually not. That's one thing that I said I'm never going to do again. Is like mm. dinner boxes. I just hate it. I I, I, don't, I tried HelloFresh once, and. They're like, yeah, it's easy. And I did it and they, I got the instructions out and they're like, yeah, because you've got all the staples ready to go, yeah. just add all this. I'm like, I've got none of those none staples, of those. bitch. <laughs> like- well, you know what? I've got like a hot tip for listeners. Like if you do do the the dinner box thing, I'll give you a hot tip. So I did HelloFresh and what I found was I used every bloody pot and pan in the entire kitchen and then the wash up was like the worst part. It's like make the sauce in this thing and yeah. then chop the veggies on this chopping board and then another knife for this thing and then grate the cheese and then grate this and do that and fry it and then take it to a baking dish and put it in the oven. I'm like... Like, this is mental. So then I tried dinnerly. Oh, yes. Dinnerly, majority of the recipes I did were like one pan, one awesome. one mixing bowl. Oh, my God. It was amazing. So and that's so, dinnerly.com forward so, slash all right, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so dinnerly I actually can recommend right. because I actually enjoyed doing dinnerly. But I, I just felt like a bit of a flog um, selling it to my audience. I didn't like. Even though I loved it. Hello Fresh. Because the amount of plastic and well, separate wrappings for everything. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, you, you said what is rich. Yeah. What would you define rich as? Or is that what you're saying? There's no definition. Because my version of rich would be never have to work another day in my life. Yeah. I'm rich. I mean, my definition of rich is having complete control over your time and schedule and yeah. not wanting not wanting anything. Like, I think I've I'm there now. Like... I've had, you know, we're in this fast, AFR Fast 100. So, we're the 34th fastest growing company in Australia, right? Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, I didn't thank know you. that. Yeah. So, you know, we do well, we as in me, <laughs> do well financially, like the podcast. But like, you know, the amount of crap that's come at me on LinkedIn, all these venture capital people wanting to help and invest yeah. and, yeah. you know, buy half the company and all that stuff. I'm just like... Well, I don't need what you've got because no. they want to give me money. But what, what, like, everything's humming along fine. Like, I don't need money mm. for the business. Like, so yeah, I, I just think you've got to think to get rich quick. I actually talked about this in my book. Um, the more people you help, the better you do financially. Or in arts, the more people you'll entertain, the more people you'll do art for, the more people that you can influence, mm-hmm. the better that you will do. So to get rich quick, 
how do you get your product, your thought, your art or whatever to as many people as possible? How do you help as many people as possible? Like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, all that crew, they're billionaires because their thoughts were turned into products that the whole world uses. So how do you get rich? Help as many people solve problems as possible. Mm. And that's what I tried to do with drop shipping. Mm. But um <laughs> But we didn't need no the phone pops no or whatever. Actually, no, no one need I'll tell you what the product was. Mm. Turns out no one actually needed a water bottle which then turned into a dog bowl. So you could take the water bottle on a walk yeah. and then it had this little the flip cup, out section, yeah. the little cup. Yeah. And you'd pour the water in the cup and the dog could have like a dog bowl. Mm. You know, one needs one of those, apparently. <laughs> so um I'm not a dropship millionaire and that's okay. Yeah, so I think rich and, you know, we recently did an episode on the psychology of money and it's a book. It's a good book um, if you're into books and stuff. But it was that whole having complete control over your life and your time. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you stop working nine to five, but it could mean, oh, I actually enjoy what I do. Yeah. I don't feel like a slave. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I've, I love my job. I love my life and I've got value. So to you, rich doesn't actually have anything to do with monetary value. Well, it's more about like... Yeah, well, to achieve time, you need options. And to have more options, you need more money. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be that whole doing some type of online product. But then it goes back to like business planning... I don't know why we're getting serious, but whatever, we'll go there. Well, all I asked you was how you get rich quick, and <laughs> well, here I'm we doing are. A Twenty minutes plan. later, you've got the whiteboard out. You're doing a ten-step mortgage plan for me. I don't know how we got here, but it's just like you know, it's all well and good. You've got an idea, mm. but how are you going to distribute that idea to get as many people as possible? Mm. You know, we all Facebook ads. Well, yeah, <laughs> we all can't be Justin Bieber and do a song on YouTube and have Jay Z or Z or whatever. Mm. Was it him? Who's uh, for real? Who I don't cares? know. One of them, like Akon. It's know. one of those like Ellie. you. It's just hard, and and that's why like with musicians out there, they're writing really good music, and they're probably the best musician playing on Saturday night in some dingy bar. Yeah, and they don't take off. Yeah, but every like uh, that Gautier Gautier guy. Yeah, he was the same. Just a musician doing awesome stuff, 10 years straight in pubs and bars in Melbourne and then overnight success. Well, yeah. no, he actually grinded. Yeah, yeah. And then released one song and went, See you later. <laughs> That'll do me. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Jade Boo O'Shea, buy all the V8 Holdens as an investment. Why would that be a bad one? Well, they've stopped... Well, that's probably a good one. Well, yeah. it's a bad one. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I've got, no, I've got no clue on cars. Hello, look at me. Emery Anonical Sugar Daddy. Uh, again, I think that's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you rather be a, a sugar daddy or a sugar baby? The sugar baby? I want the money. I'm not giving away my money, doll. We're talking about get rich quick. I'd have seven sugar daddies on rotation. See, one a week. One, one every day. One, one per day per week. Love it. Um, uh, I can't pronounce this name. 
I'm not even going to try because I'm going to offend someone. But they have said, work for manipulative friends who underpay you and include you in unpaid company meetings. Ooh. They promise you to good to be true future, such as high up positions in the company and high income later. And let me tell you, peeps, this will never happen. All you'd get is a sad career and salary and empty promises. Ooh. Sounds personal. This one's close to home. Bradley Taylor, exploit your workers. Oh, wait. <laughs> hey, if we had a thing in the Facebook group just last week, someone was talking about their employer that was not paying them. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I contact Fair Work? Leave. <laughs> like, go and tell George Columbaris to shove it. <laughs> yeah. Is that the guy, the cook guy? Who got done yeah. for not paying? Oh, this one's good. This is another. She sent a screenshot. See that black oh, thing yeah, there of an MLM pitch. Lip sense. If that doesn't work, Monat. Failing that, there's always unique. Juice Plus is also excellent. I've heard their franchise, quote unquote, their franchisee say so. Anyway, and this chick writes to Brittany. Oh, and also just as an FYI, because I learned this too is that despite some of the blogs on Google, etc., Juice Plus is actually more so a franchise structure and uses some MLM marketing methods rather than being a complete MLM, if that makes sense. I I like that too it. about the company. I hate it. Like if you have to convince me to buy something, get out of here. Yeah. And I think that's why, with going back to the body shop at home, I think that's why I enjoyed it. Because as I said earlier, Mm. I never tried to sign anyone up. I was just there to sell the products. Yeah, yeah. And, like, enjoyed doing that. Mm. And I think that that's... You just look like a psycho trying to sign someone up to be in a business like that. I don't get it. Natalia BC, using buy now, pay later for all purchases and worry about the pay later part, well, later. Hmm. How do you feel about all buy now, pay later things? Are you against all of them? Look, I, you know, as I get older and, you know, all that stuff, I actually don't care what anyone does with their own money. Yeah, okay. But for me, if someone asked, I'll tell you how I use my money. Yeah, okay. Um, I personally steer clear of buying our pay later. I don't use credit cards for my personal life purchase, anything like that. Same. I'm just of the thing... If I don't have the money, I don't buy it. Now, call me old-fashioned. Yeah. Go on. No, that I won't because that's what my dad said. That's how my dad kind of drilled into my head as well. I did get a loan for a car, which we spoke about in the last yeah, episode. Which, whatever. But I once mean, I paid that off, I was like, mm, I don't think mm. I'll ever... The only ever buy now, pay later I used... Actually, we won't even mention it on the no. podcast because I can't be bothered. Yeah. but um, And we won't even edit that out because whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But... um. Over to you. We can. No, it's fine. Oh, do you want to edit it? I'm going to tell you, but you can edit it out. All right, yeah. I don't know if you don't want to. But I used SipPay. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed it. It was $6 a month just to use it. No no other fees, just $6 a month if you had money out of your account. And it was just $6. But why would you need to pay the $6? Like, because I had spent money. Yeah, So you sure. could pay it. So you could pay it back as fast as you wanted. Yes, yes. So yeah. if you paid it all back, there were no fees in the month. Yes, yes. But um, if you ha- had money left over that you still had to pay back, it was just $6, flat $6 fee. Sure. And I enjoyed that. What's How does Afterpay make their money? Uh, from merchant fees. 
So if you're selling your dog bowl things at yeah. the market yeah. and you're like, oh, we use Afterpay. Bowl things. <laughs> yeah. Afterpay will um, charge me. Charge you. Okay. And that's the racket, right? Okay. If you su- like supporting small businesses, don't use Afterpay in their stores. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And in the Afterpay and all that, the contracts, it says they're not allowed to pass on those fees to the customer. Uh-huh. So like so these big expenses like a grand on afterpay and all that, the small business paying all these fees. Yeah. And they're kind of a catch twenty two because if I don't accept afterpay, I don't get a sale. Yeah, right. But if I do, it's costing me and there's not much profit in it. Yeah, like okay. it's just terrible. So, so interesting. This is all so out of my Yeah, so realm. they make oh, I think seventy, seventy five percent of their fees from the merchant. Okay. Um and then the rest in like late fees. Oh yeah, penalties. of course. If you don't pay it back, right? Okay. And that was like that's my thing. Like, I used to, and I always do. And apologies for everyone who's heard of this. Back in the day, I might have told you on the last podcast. You know the um, in Vegas, those old tanned men, Sinkfred and Roy, they were illusionists. Mm-hmm. And in the eighties, the yes, yes, yeah. And they controlled the tiger, right? Yeah. Yeah, until one of the tiger bit one of them and mauled them and dragged it off the oh, stage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, all this afterpay stuff and credit card stuff, you can control the tiger. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. But guess what? That t- tiger is designed to bite bits of meat at some point. Yeah. And it was only a matter of time until it got mauled. They got mauled. Yeah. So the longer that you use afterpay, zip pay, credit cards and all that and be sophisticated, and I'm being sarcastic, everyone don't care what you do. Like, oh, I paid off every month and all this. At some point, you'll get done with the late fee. At some point, you'll forget to pay and they'll get you. Yeah, okay. So, I've just made the rule. My life is simple. I transfer X amount of money over to my weekly spending amount from my cash hub and I just use my Visa debit. So, what about things like um, credit card points and stuff? You don't care that don't you care. Them? You don't think that's like worth it? No. Because that's the only thing that has enticed me to get yeah. a credit card. Because well, I'm one of those people who I know we just talked about the tiger. Mm. And also, sorry, this has gone so random Whatever. Like, in this episode. But anyway, now I'm just talking for my own benefit. Mm. But I have never had a credit card, but I was like, if I'm going to get one, it's going to be one of those things where I'm like, I use it and I pay, transfer the money straight away over and then like just secure points. The problem is. The stats and the data say the people who use credit, there was a Dun & Bradstreet study in the States. You can look it up, everyone. They spend 12% more anyway because it's gamified or gamified. So, oh, right. I'm going to get the points. Okay. I'll spend that. Oh, I'll spend that. So, like, we've got a – in Simo Interactive, the business, right? Yeah. We've got an Amex card because I wanted that when I took the team to the – the States, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've had issues before with, you know, when I first got to America, um, my up bank card didn't work everywhere. And Nathan and Rachel's was working. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I just can't be trapped if I've got to pay like a five grand hotel bill. Yeah. So we got the Amex and it's really good because I gave Rach an Amex. Jess has got an Amex in the business and it's cool. On the statement, it tells me what employee had what – Expense, yeah, nice. So it's really good, and I, you know, but in in the personal side, I don't use credit, and because I don't want to get that gamification of it, and or gamify or whatever they say, yeah. Um, because I'm a spender by nature, and for those who are really good with their money, and are savers, and are the engineers of the world, 
and they want to do that and do do it, well, that's fine. But just we all lay in the bed that we make for ourselves. Mm. So if you are consciously using that stuff and you get caught out, well, don't you dare whinge. Well, that's the thing. And I feel like I'm a saver. Mm. You said you're a spender. I feel like I'm a saver. Mm. But bitch, I could switch up in a second. Exactly. Like, I could. I could turn around like that and honey, I, I'm spending money, you yeah. know? So that's like why I yeah. feel like it's dangerous Does for your me. money jiggle jiggle or roll? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he says? Are you calling my money fat? No, I'm calling it. What's the word? Plus size. Plus size Curve. money. Curved Curvy. money. Curvy. <laughs> All right. What else is there here? I don't know. I think I've run out of them on this have. one. Sell commercial qualities of illegal substances, then claim you know nothing about the giant shipping container coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Connie. And there was one more here. Deb said spend more than you earn. That's a that's a, that's a great way. Yeah. Um, Evan Hood and I, I I'll show you this note that I wrote next to this. Okay. Evan Hood, save your after tax dollars in a bank account as an employee. No. Wait, what does this mean? Well, he's saying be an employee. Yeah. And once you get paid every week, that's your after tax dollars. Yeah, right. Just save that in your bank account. Oh, don't. Like, okay. You, that's wrong answers only. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see my handwriting next to that. Promote career book. Yeah. So. I'm going to promote the career book. <laughs> so, if you want to turn your career around, turn that frown upside down, Shelley Johnson and I, host of the My Millennial Career Podcast, we've co-authored a book called Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. Love it. And it's coming out on the 2nd of February. Is this the first time you're announcing this? Uh, first time with you. <laughs> no, we, we announced it a couple of times before. But I'm just kind of getting it out there. It's a bit yeah. of a soft launch. Yeah. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon, on Booktopia. It's available for pre-order. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Great. You know it. I'm jumping on right now. Yeah. It's such a good book. I'll have to pay it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny thing. People buy my book on like Booktopia and Amazon and it's got the option to afterpay. I don't give a crap. I still earn my dollar fifty per yeah. sale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, everyone, if you really want to nail your career in 2023 you got to hook this book up. It's honestly the best book I've ever written. Really? And I've written one and a half books. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this one isn't even finished yet? No, it's done. It's, oh. it's at the printer. It's at oh, the printers. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Well, where's the one and a half come from? Well, the one was sort your money out. Yeah, where's the half? Oh, because it's career. half with Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, were you at the podcast awards the other night? No, um, we weren't invited. See, it was so random last year. Last year, mm. I presented an award. You did, I remember. This year, not even invited. Gosh. And that's where, oh, no, we didn't meet each other that night. We saw each other. Yeah, I didn't get to say hi, but Shell met you because she yeah. she's a fan of your stuff. And then I was running out and you were in a conversation and I was like, oh, I'll yeah. see him another time. Yeah, anyway, um, I didn't go because my foot was in a plaster cast. Yes. But we got- um, Did win anything? We got Best Network in Australia- Wow. After SBS. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so Are you a network? Yeah, we've got like heaps of podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah. We've got My Millennial Money, yeah. My Millennial Property, My Millennial Career. Oh my gosh. My Millennial Money Medical. Oh my gosh. Retire Right. I didn't even know any of this. I only knew about My Millennial Money and, and Daily. My Millennial Daily. Yeah. Yeah, we do lots. I mean, I guess I don't need the retirement one just yet. 
No. Give me two years. Your parents might. <laughs> Send it to them to listen to. <laughs> I need it in about 10 minutes when I get my 50 mil from Afterpay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what we're saying. But, yeah, buy the book, everyone. Really appreciate yeah. your support. And I've read it and it's fantastic. <laughs> so it's a really good read. I yeah. can highly recommend. Five stars. Yeah. Swipe up. Would recommend. All right, so we might leave it there. Lots of fun, everyone. Hope you had a bit of a laugh. We had some fun. We're just doing podcasting. That's all we're doing. Mm. It's good to know you had fun. I haven't enjoyed one second, no, actually. neither have I. Had a terrible time, to be honest. I've got a question for you. <laughs> yeah. Before I got here, yeah. I went to a cafe around the corner Yeah. called Pick-A-Mew. Pikachu. Uh, no, sorry. Poke him <laughs> Get it right. Come on, sort it out. It's like sort your language out. Let's go. Sort your English out. Come on. It's it's the Poke Meow Cafe. Poke Meow around the corner. Okay. It's like Pokemon. You I've go never it? seen it. Yeah, and it's like a cat friendly cafe. Really? And there's like this glass enclosure with all these cat things. Oh. No, never even seen it, never even heard of it. Was it good? Is this why you're telling it me? It was good. Should good I coffee, go? yeah. Or was it just a novelty? It was a bit of both. Good coffee. They do honour coffee there. Where the studio's in Rosebury here in Sydney mm. and there are like 100 cafes around. It really and is, yeah. it's like every day I'll go somewhere different for a different coffee mm. and I really need to stop doing that and stop trying other places because there's one place right across the road that's good. Is it called, so it was M? Mm, can't remember. Yeah, okay. But I keep going to other coffee places also, how? Why am I paying eight dollars for a coffee these days? What are you buying? Eight? What are you buying? Just a coffee, just a stand. Does it? Does it come with the bloody holy water oh, and a priest like blessing? Oat milk, <laughs> like oat milk cappuccino. Gosh. Yeah. That's weird. I know. That's a whole other podcast, though. With, anyway, with your um, what type of would you say your comedy's observational comedy? Yeah. Who was your biggest influence in the comedic space? Um, I'm a little bit naughty. Like I try and push, uh, most of my show is pretty like PC, but I try and push some kind of boundaries. Cause I, if I could get away with it, like my biggest influence would be Joan Rivers. Right. Just insult comic. But you just can't get away with that these days unless you're Joan Rivers and no one can be Joan Rivers. Well, like even him though, I go, hmm. Mm. I don't know whether you have the energy that warrants being an asshole. Did you end up looking at Tim Dillon when you text me for that comedian? Yeah. With the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever listen to it? I had to, to listen it? to the podcast, yeah. What did you think? It was great. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. But I love Joel Creasy. He oh, yeah. is a big... We have a very similar story because we are a storyteller. Yeah. Uh, so my comedy is ob- observational, but I call myself like a storytelling comedian. Yeah. So I go, like I go through stories, literally mm. is what it means. Yes. Um, and kind of like go off on tangents and tell different stories within the story. And so kind of like the show is one big story that goes off on a different mm. roller coaster of tangents mm. and things. And I am not a, I'm definitely not a, uh, a, 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 a crowd work comedian. Right. I hate talking to the crowd. Don't really? want to talk to you. Don't talk to me. Um, Cause I, although I'm good at improvisation, mm feel in that environment I wouldn't be good or I'd say something that I couldn't say Glenn 
cut that one out. Tell your editor, cut that one out. Um, so there are times, so I don't like talking to the audience. So I just like to have a very structured show, but also make it seem like it's like off the cuff and be like, oh, but let me tell you about this. See, when we do live shows with My Millennial Money, I'm just like, if you're an extrovert and you're rowdy and you're heckler, come on the front row, baby. Really? Oh, yeah. I need that. Really? Yeah, I need to bounce off them. Well, yeah, my friend Mitchell Coombs is the complete opposite. He, a, a good, like, 40 minutes of his show is crowd work. Yeah. And just taking whatever someone says and making a joke out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't do that because, you know, if mm. something... If I couldn't think of anything on the spot, you know, it just like ruins the whole thing. But he does well with it. But no, I'm I'm much more of a structured. And look, down the track, once I have a bit more of a budget with my live shows and can do more fun things, um, I kind of want to turn it into more of like a uh, a big show. Mm. Like it's not just me kind of like telling stories. There's an musical event. aspects. Yeah. There's backup dancers. There's fun things going on mm. and like the story then turns into a song and it's more of a cabaret and like, mm. you know, so it becomes down. This is a few years away just yeah. yet, but I, I kind of want it to be like you're coming to see almost, almost, almost a theatre show, but it's a it's where comedy. Are, where are most of your listeners Australia, US? Yeah, Australian. I have like 90, 92% Australian really? or something. Yeah. Because uh, Americans don't get my humor. Mm. And the three biggest are obviously Australia, UK, and US. Mm. And uh, the UK, I have a, a, a good enough audience in, but it's not huge. Mm. Um, but Americans, although I have some lovely American followers, majority of them, yeah, they just don't, they just don't understand. Um, and they just think I'm weird, which yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I am. So whatever. Yeah. Mm. Well, you can follow Matt on Instagram at All right, hey. And you can listen to Trash Alley yes. only on Spotify. Only on Spotify. It's a Spotify exclusive. We release new episodes every Wednesday and Friday and it's a pop culture podcast. So we talk about the things that are in the news, but also there's a lot of stories. We told I told a lot of stories here today. Mm. It's basically this Every week, I twice wanna, a week. You know what I want to do? I want to get like, I've I've reached out and I've got to do it again. Like, I just like talking about current events. Mm. Um, Actually, I'm going to go on Irrational Fear with Dan Illich. Love that. So Dan, he listens to this show. I, I was his it. number one podcast in Spotify Wrapped. Really? Yep. That is so exciting. So Dan, let's get me on your show. Also, I think Dan told me about 12, said to me about 12 months ago, come on. <laughs> my we, podcast and we've just that's the last I, I heard from him yeah <laughs> I, I, I've got to get him on here as well um, but yeah I'm like I want to get on the drum as well on ABC mm. and just chew the fat mm. you should do Q&A one night Q&A yeah oh, I did insight and I found insight enough yeah I thought that's my taste of... Is Although, this Q&A on ABC or SBS? It's ABC. Maybe I'm a bit of a boomer. No one watches it anymore. I don't watch it. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't watch. The project. Everyone left there. Well, no, that seems like career <laughs> suicide at this what, point. What is the go with the project? I don't know. Why did everyone leave? I'm not sure. Oh. I haven't kept up with that. Come on, that's popular culture. No, we talk about interesting popular culture. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carrie Bickmore. Love you, but... Mm. 
you know, I couldn't really care less. Yeah. Everyone seems to be dropping off like flies, so yeah. don't get me on there. No. <laughs> you might end. I'm still trying to get rich, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get rich any way you like, everyone. And remember, the advice on this podcast is worth exactly what you paid for it. Yeah, which is nothing. Which is nothing. So, thank you, Matt, and thank you. That's right. Thanks for having me. Our new owners, Afterpay. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.